Hello and welcome to the Zero to Finals podcast. My name is Tom and in this episode I'm going to be talking to you about prosthetic heart valves. And you can find written notes on this topic at zerotofinals.com slash prosthetic heart valves or in the cardiology section of the Zero to Finals medicine book. So let's get straight into it. Severe pathology of the aortic or mitral valves may be an indication for surgical replacement of that valve. The only other valve that may be replaced is the tricuspid valve, although this is very rare. Aortic stenosis is the most common valvular heart disease and the most common indication for valve replacement surgery. Mitral regurgitation is the second most common indication for valve replacement. Patients that have had a valve replacement will have a scar. Usually this is a midline stenotomy scar straight down the middle of the sternum, indicating a mitral or aortic valve replacement or a coronary artery bypass graft. Less commonly, a right-sided mini thoracotomy incision can be used for minimally invasive mitral valve surgery. Let's talk about bioprosthetic and mechanical valves. Valves can either be replaced by a bioprosthetic or a metallic mechanical valve. Bioprosthetic valves have a limited lifespan of around 10 years. Porcine bioprosthetic valves come from a pig. Mechanical heart valves have a good lifespan well over 20 years, but they require lifelong anticoagulation with warfarin. In patients on warfarin for a mechanical valve, the INR target range is 2.5 to 3.5 which is notably higher than the 2 to 3 target for atrial fibrillation. Let's talk about the types of mechanical heart valves. A star Edwards valve features a ball in a cage. The ball moves away from the opening to let blood through, then moves back against the opening to prevent blood from regurgitating through the valve. These were successful but they're no longer in use due to a high risk of thrombus formation. Tilting disc valves feature a single tilting disc. St. Jude valves consist of two tilting discs. The two discs mean they're called bileaflet valves. Of the three mechanical valves we've talked about, the St. Jude valve has the smallest risk of thrombus formation so it's the most commonly used. It's possible to hear a click when you're auscultating the heart sounds in a patient with a mechanical valve. A metallic click replaces S1, or the first heart sound, for a metallic mitral valve. Here's an example. A click replaces S2, or the second heart sound, for a metallic aortic valve. And here's an example. There are three major complications of mechanical heart valves. Thrombus formation, where blood stagnates and clots 
infective endocarditis where there's infection in the prosthesis and hemolysis causing anemia where the blood gets churned up and destroyed in the valve. Next let's talk about transcatheter aortic valve implantation or TAVI. A TAVI is a treatment for severe aortic stenosis usually in patients at high risk for open valve replacement surgery. This involves a local or a general anaesthetic inserting a catheter into the femoral artery, feeding a wire under x-ray guidance to the location of the aortic valve, inflating a balloon to stretch out the stenosed aortic valve and then implanting a bioprosthetic valve in the location of the aortic valve. Long-term outcomes for a TAVI still need to be clarified as it's a relatively new procedure. Therefore, open surgery is still the first-line option in younger, fitter patients. Patients with a TAVI do not typically require warfarin as the valve is bioprosthetic. Finally, let's talk about infective endocarditis. Infective endocarditis occurs in around 2.5% of patients who have a surgical valve replacement. The rate is slightly lower for a TAVI at about 1.5%. Infective endocarditis in a prosthetic valve has quite a high mortality of about 15%. It's usually caused by one of three gram-positive cocci species, Staphylococcus, Streptococcus or Enterococcus species bacteria. So thanks for listening to this episode on prosthetic heart valves. As always, a big thank you to Harry Watchman for perfectly editing the podcast. And I hope you join us for the next episode where we'll talk about infective endocarditis.